0: What happens when a popular rock radio DJ retires, sells everything, and with his wife, takes off in an RV to see America? Ho, ho, ho! It's the Rockin' the RV Life Podcast with Jeff and Patty. Join them each week as they share their experiences while giving you advice and tips along the way. Hi, I'm Jeff.
1: Hi, guys. I'm Patty. And we live and travel in our RV. We have a heck of an episode for you this week. It involves our friend Tim Apel. He was on a podcast just a few weeks ago. He's been RVing for about 20 years, lives in Florida. Great guy, great friend. Uh Uh-huh. Guess where he lives.
2: Fort Myers. Yep,
1: right Mm -hmm. in the path of Hurricane Ian. Oh, yeah. And Tim has an unbelievable story for you that Mm -hmm. he's about to tell you. Also, as an interesting twist, if he can't get his house rebuilt right away, he's got an interesting plan.
2: Wait till you hear this.
1: Tim, welcome to our podcast. Well,
2: thank you, Jeff and Patty.
1: I wish it was under better circumstances.
2: Yeah, really.
1: You live in Lee County, which is Fort Myers, It was the hardest hit. There were actually three counties that took the brunt of it, Lee, Charlotte, and Collier County in Florida. But you're in Lee, and oh, my gosh, can you describe basically what happened?
0: Our house is about four miles from the ocean. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a sterile bay, so you can't get to the ocean by going due west. You have to sort of go around. This area took about a 12-foot storm surge during Hurricane Ian. And pretty much almost every house on the west side of 41 flooded.
1: Wow. And uh,
0: so there's some older homes that are around the corner that took maybe six feet of water inside the home. Our homes in my neighborhood were built around the late 2000, you know, 2008, 10 area. Mm -hmm. And uh, they took about four inches of water. Wow.
1: We cannot believe some of the pictures Mm -hmm. that we've seen in the media, but the pictures that you sent us are unbelievable. I mean, to see glass doors, sliding glass doors with four feet of water up against them is mind blowing.
0: What made the storm so unique was it, it was literally the perfect storm. The way hurricanes work is they always are counterclockwise. And if you can picture the path of a hurricane, let's just pretend like it's going, like say, northeast a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you draw a line through the path. And if you're on the left side of the path, it's counterclockwise, so it's as it's coming, approaching you. It's blowing the water out. So Tampa Bay actually emptied out. It was dry. Boats were laying on the dirt and the sand in the in the bottom of it. Wow! If you're on the right-hand side, it's pushing the water. The you know 125 mile an hour sustained wind is just pushing water a little bit at a time, oh. and it just scoots the water inland. And the center of the storm went just barely north of us. So we were on the what's called the dirty side of the storm for eight hours. Wow. And it was also a very slow-moving storm. It slowed to about nine miles an hour. So we had sometimes sustained winds of 150 miles an hour for eight hours. Jeez.
1: Oh, oh, my God. You literally had everything picked clean.
0: Yeah, trees are bent. Oh, it's funny, too, because all the trees are, are facing basically north, because it was coming from the southwest and it just pushed everything in that angle. Wow.
1: Wow. Well, I know Lee County, that's the county that you're in. That was the hardest hit. That's basically Sanibel, Fort Myers, and Cape Coral. Charlotte County also um, is just north of Fort Myers there, and uh, they got hit hard, and so did Collier, which is Naples just south of you. But uh, I, I feel so bad for you, Tim. I know you lost a lot, didn't you?
0: My house is 11 feet above sea level, and uh, we, you know, we have flood insurance. And the storm pushed probably 12 feet of water, and so there was about a foot of water, you know, on the on the back door. But it doesn't come rushing in, you know, if you don't open your doors. So we, you know, four inches scooted in, but it was only in for maybe about an hour, and at that point it started coming back down. Mm-hmm. So um, the unfortunate part was in the driveway and the garage we had about three and a half feet. So I had two cars and a jeep in the garage that were completely flooded and a brand new pickup truck that i had just bought for my airstream which maybe we'll talk about in a little while brand new king ranch hundred thousand dollar pickup truck totaled
1: oh my god yeah really really tough now you were saying that there is something about salt water in cars that literally totals them right
0: correct so if it gets into any electrical in the car It can eventually cause a corrosive short, and it can deploy the airbag at any random time. My wife was walking down the main drive here, and somebody came up to her and was telling her that it happened to somebody already. Somebody was driving a car that started, and the airbag randomly went off. So the message to your viewers is that if they, anybody that has a car that has touched saltwater, you need to have it examined. Call your car insurance company. They'll flatbed tow it in and have it checked out, because if they'll total it if it's touched anything that's important in the car. doesn't even have to be more than a few inches in the car. Wow. My Cayenne floated in the garage, banged against the walls, and it didn't look that bad till we pulled the floorboard in the passenger area, and that's where the battery is. It's not in the front under the hood, like mm-hmm. you'd think, and it was submerged in the water, you know, a couple inches, and the the main brain of the car was on the other side under the seat, and it was submerged, so, you know, it was dead and totaled, and so, yeah, pretty crazy i would imagine the whole
1: neighborhood is that way
0: everybody in our neighborhood is gutting their house from 24 inches down you you have to take the drywall cut it from 24 inches from where the water touched and remove everything down to the stud all the way around your house and it has to be tested professionally cleaned professionally and then eventually put back so there's piles that are 10 12 feet high down both sides of the street of cabinets carpet couches you name it just it's it's unbelievable. it's like a single lane down our, our double lane streets with just piles of stuff. Serve pro is everywhere. You know, generators, temporary generators everywhere. We just got our power turned on today, and the storm was last Wednesday. If anybody remembers, we had a hurricane almost exactly five years ago that went through this area called Irma. The difference with Irma was it went straight up, straight up Florida, like right up the gut, and the, the center of it was about 30 miles east. And so therefore the center was over land. And so it wasn't able to push the storm surge in this one without hanging over the Gulf for a long time before it finally made land North of us. And it just had hours and hours and hours to push that water at 150 miles an hour. You know, it just pushes 12 feet of water inland and it, it goes for miles. I've heard stories that it went all the way to 75, which is probably I 75, which is probably eight, 10 miles from the, the coast. So very powerful.
1: Tim, how long will it take for you to kind of get back to normal?
0: It's predicted to be years. Fort Myers Beach is gone. There's an area on Fort Myers Beach called Times Square. That's what they have a clock and they have a lot of mm-hmm. you know, wood framed buildings. They're not even there anymore. You know the problem is with supply chain shortages that we've been suffering from, uh, you know, two weeks ago you'd call a contractor, they say, "We'll see you next summer. So now, you know, nobody knows. Everybody's able to get their homes cleaned out. But then the, the challenge is to find a vendor, a contractor that will even answer your phone and, you know, talk to you about rebuilding your house. And they're pretty much uninhabitable.
2: Where are you staying now? Can you actually live in your house right now?
0: No, you you really couldn't. Yeah. Um, my mom has a house in Estero right around the corner that uh-huh. was not in a flood zone and has Good. no damage.
2: So you have to redo, like, all the flooring, all the, the drywall, no. you said, like, 24 inches down. All the drywall, yes, the flooring
0: is all porcelain tile. We have no oh. carpet.
2: So the tile can yeah, just be washed. You
0: just just mop it up. Yeah.
2: Okay, good. That's incredible. Wow. And then, of course, furniture, that can be replaced if it got soaked.
0: A good amount of our furniture had like hardwood legs. Oh, you know, good, if you can, yeah. Like uh-huh. p- picture a bureau with like just four legs, like uh-huh. a dresser. Yeah. Those are okay. Uh-huh. We had a dresser that has more like a trim that goes all the way across the bottom. It's low. That's splitting.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: um, if it's hardwood it, and it was only submerged for an hour, I mean, it's tough and it, we just have to kind of clean it up. And it may have a tiny little discoloration, but it's fine. It's, it's, we're going to keep oh, it. Oh, that's so. good. That picture I sent Jeff at that sliding glass door. Would you be in that room taking that picture? Oh, no.
2: no. <laughs> but what about the high-rise buildings, the condos and the apartments on Fort Myers Beach? Did they survive? They
0: survived. Yeah. yeah. Anything that was block or brick survived. Anything uh-huh. that was wood. You didn't remember the old, you know, little pig story? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Three uh-huh. little pigs. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, exactly what this was. So, yeah. Anything that's blocked survives the wind, but anything that's wood, it, that kind of, you know, force for that mm-hmm. long just is gone. Yeah. Um, my really good friend lives about two miles east of me, and he has a, a newer home built in 03 that's all block, one story. And he said it was the most ferocious, just unbelievable amount of power and, and experience he's ever seen in his life. Never could have dreamed it could be, anything could be this bad. They just hunkered down, power went out, and uh, he said his whole house shook. But when it was all over, he had what's called impact glass. It's like bulletproof glass. Mm-hmm. So he survived it. You know, he just mm-hmm. had some roof damage. Mm-hmm. So,
1: wow. I'll tell you the pictures of the causeway to Sanibel Island being wiped out—unbelievable,
0: mm-hmm. truly unbelievable. They were taking rescue boats and just bringing people off the island. You know, anything wood up there is gone. It's going to be years. Mm-hmm. I bet we're not back to normal for five years. I mean, yeah. this was—they say it was probably the worst storm to ever hit the U.S., and it, and we got the worst portion of it. So. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
1: Tim, what are they saying about casualties?
0: I'm talking to people that are living here and they're telling me in this, there's one section near us that they said there's at least a hundred in there alone. Oh my god! They found a dead woman on top of a refrigerator, you know, mm. trying to wait. There, there's a bo- bunch of bodies they haven't even recovered. You know, we have military helicopters flying over all the time with boxes hanging underneath of them and those are bodies. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what the death toll is, but it's probably a lot higher than what they said, because these people thought they'd be safe in their homes from the last storm, and then, you know, mm-hmm. blood's up to the ceiling, and you can't get out. I've got another friend named Jen, and I talked to her, and she was in that area, and she said four strong men were pulling on the door when it got to about six feet, and they couldn't get the door to open up, and she was inside, and oh. they finally wedged it open, and she swam out oh. as it was just about to touch her ceiling in her house. Yeah. Jeez. And the other thing that's interesting about flooding like this is it's not just salt water. It's sewage. It's road oils. It's cars, gasoline oils. So it's, they call it a level three toxin. And it's not clean like the ocean would be. It's it, You can't touch it. If you touch it, you have to wash your hands, use gloves. It's pretty bad stuff.
1: Wow. So I would imagine uh, your swimming pool is filled with all that as well.
0: When we got back, the swimming pool looked like you had thrown 10 gallons of black paint in it
2: Oh man!
0: so fortunately i have a generator a whole house very large generator and so it my they replaced my pool pump and because it flooded and uh so my pool is somewhat clear now but everybody else in our neighborhood just got power today so their pools are probably you know four or five days behind mine mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. i would imagine that you are planning to stay there and rebuild
0: so everybody i've talked to says it's such paradise here you know they're willing to stay here and rebuild for a you know 500 year storm Mm -hmm. so i don't think there's going to be a lot of people moving out i mean you know the other whatever days of the year are amazing here so yeah that certainly is true
1: but unfortunately you have a hurricane season
0: yeah and we were so we were in san francisco for the storm but like i said i was in constant communication with my friend and uh you know, my wife's sister lives out there, and, I, and you know, she was asking about it because they don't know anything about hurricanes. And I said, well, the good thing about a hurricane is you get about a five-day notice the bad thing about an earthquake is you don't get any notice when you drop into the ocean. That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so.
2: Now, I know you also own a home in Key West. How did that do?
0: We do own a home in Key West. And yes, it was spared. The only thing we lost there was the pool pump and the pool heater. You know, it was a, a newer home built in 18. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the floodwaters got within like four feet of it. But yeah, it it was fine. Okay.
1: Boy, that's incredible. Another incredible story that you tell is the marketplace down there for goods and services of course it's tough to get services but like if you had to replace a car right
0: you are absolutely correct so if you remember the toilet paper shortage that we had in uh the beginning of covid oh yeah, yeah. that's that's what's happening with cars people are just they they lost their car you can't get rental cars um so they're just going in and they're buying anything sight scene, just you know the dealerships are setting records you know anything they have on the lot is just just gone wow
1: mm. You literally have to call up and say, what do you have? I'll take it, right?
0: You're right. You can't use the Internet because, you know, things are coming in and going out so fast. They can't keep up. So the Internet is, you know, out of date in two hours. So, yeah, you just got to show. The best thing to do is just show up there and say, what do you got? What do you got at this moment? Um, So I told you I I bought a, a brand new King Ranch Ford truck. And since it was flooded, I've been calling, I've been on the internet, can't find one. I just stopped by Coconut Point Ford like four hours ago and I walked up, I said, do you have any Super Duties? He goes, I think we just got a King Ranch. I said, King Ranch, take me to it. So he ran me to the back, they were cleaning it. There was three salespeople waiting in line to get in it to drive it to their customers. They were waiting in the lobby to test drive it. And I looked in it. It was a 2020 with 40,000 miles on it. I said, I'll take it. I'll wow. take it right now.
1: Oh, my. Drive God.
0: it. I don't even know what it is. I just, I'll, I'll wire the money. We went into the paperwork. I wired the money. And, yeah, I only have my insurance money from the car. So the people that have some extra cash laying around that can buy them right now without waiting for the insurance, uh, they're way ahead of the game. But yeah. this one salesman said, this lady that was waiting for this to test drive right now has lost four in a row because of the same exact kind of thing. Mm. She's going to be very disappointed. But. So yeah, I, I got a, I, I found a truck. And then you're probably gonna ask me what I want to do with the truck.
1: Yeah, well, that was my next question. I, I figured you were gonna pile junk in the back of it and take it out to the <laughs> curb. But I know you have some plans with an RV.
0: My wife and I have been RVing for probably 22 years. We've had five diesel pusher motor homes. And frankly, Jeff, we just got tired of the, the problems. Mm-hmm. And it, it became more about getting the thing fixed than it was enjoying the experience and we didn't full time. So, you know, we, we'd use it for a month and the first week would be getting it fixed so we could take it for the next three weeks. And it became so frustrating that we started talking to some Airstream people in the campgrounds just walk up to them and they were very friendly. And they said, these things, they don't have slides. They have manual jacks. They're very basically simple. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been around for, I think, 80 years. And 80% of all Airstreams that ever were built are still on the road. And people love them. There's a cult following on these things. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we looked around. um, We decided to order one. And they're a year out. And so we ordered one last year. And, you know, I finally found the truck I wanted, bought it. And now that we're homeless for probably a year while our house is being rebuilt, we went back out to the internet, and we found one, and we're probably going to go pick it up next week, and I, that's why I had to have a truck. I bought a 33 Classic, which is the largest one they have, so it's, it, there's no slide-outs on this. Right. There's no washer and dryer, which is going to make Patty cringe. Right. Oh, my God. You should <laughs> see your face right now.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, Dang. I just wanted to see Patty's face when I told her the Airstream has no washer and dryer. Oh, I know. <laughs> my wife is a little worried about it, but uh, after after your stories, but... Airstreams are kind of interesting. The options on an Airstream is like the options on a Tesla. There is no options.
2: Wow. Oh, okay. It's
0: basically three color schemes inside, uh-huh. and that's it. You want twin or queen bed? That is it. Yeah. So when you're, it makes them very easy to shop. You know, in your unit, there's probably sixty options right. on there. You know, so mm-hmm. every one. What do you have? A uh, New Air? We, we
2: have the Country Star. So
0: every Country yeah. Star you see out there, they're all they're all option differently. Mm-hmm. Whereas an Airstream, it's literally identical. So. This one particular one had exactly what I wanted, and they made some significant changes between 21 and 22, and I just kept wanting the 22 and newer. Uh, Someday I'll show you what those differences are, but like I said, there's a lot less to go wrong with those things. I mean, anything can go wrong with anything, but the jacks are manual, the awning is manual, the jack in the front for the hitch is manual, you know, anything could be slid in, so what I call mission-critical items, like if you go to start your coach and your jacks don't come up or your slide doesn't get in and you're not driving that day. You're right. And I think every motor homer has that fear. Even if it's never happened to you, you know it's a possibility and it's just a little fear. Every time you push a button, you say a prayer.
1: Mm-hmm. Thanks, Tim. You just ruined my
0: day. <laughs> no. You're in a good spot, though, because yours is only one year old and you got the bugs worked out.
1: Well, you know yeah. what's really interesting? As we are recording this, we are in Napanee, Indiana <laughs> at the – Newmar service facility. Oh yeah
2: we've been here since Monday.
1: We've been here since Monday and (laughs) we thought we were just about wrapped up and yesterday we get a recall notice that they have to inspect the valve on the propane tank because it may not have been put in correctly or wasn't the correct depth on the threads. So thankfully we are here for that and they did that and we're okay today.
2: Right but our microwave is not working properly so they had to order a new microwave door
1: Mm -hmm. and
2: that is not in yet so we have to wait for that looks like
1: maybe monday it'll come in
2: hopefully monday right yeah
1: so uh what you were saying tim (laughs) sure has a lot of credibility
0: yeah (laughs) yeah and you know you guys full-time it so you can just kind of work that into your schedule but when you're part-timing you can't afford to spending a week of your two weeks getting these things fixed that is true you don't know they break you're sitting you look at the camper it's sitting it's beautiful and then when you go to use it you're like oh now this or that doesn't work you know there's there's 50,000 systems and wires and buttons in those things and at any time something isn't working
2: well this place has been jammed all week so I mean they all have problems they sure do it
0: it doesn't matter what you buy because they all buy the same refrigerators they all have the same slide manufacturers you know, all these companies are, as you've talked about many times, are they're just assembly people. Yeah. Um, they take they take a thousand parts and put it into, a, you know, one machine and, uh, you know, all those parts have a chance to fail.
2: Tim, you're not going to believe this. This is the opposite of what you're doing. We just met a couple here who have had Airstreams for years and two years ago they switched to a new air, mm-hmm, a class A. a. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's got a washer and dryer, dishwasher, fireplace. They love it. And guess what, Tim?
1: They're here in Napanee,
0: getting it repaired with us. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can't believe you're at the mothership right now. That is so funny.
2: I know. I'll
1: tell you, if you get on the road, we've got to meet up
2: somewhere. Oh, absolutely, we have to.
0: Definitely. So mm-hmm. our plan is probably in the spring to start doing some southern, eastern, southern stuff. So. Mm-hmm can't go too far north in the winter
2: right right that's true yeah so how is sandy with all this with the home being all destroyed yeah your wife yeah
0: she is one tough lady it's just she's letting it roll off her back oh, wow yeah, yeah I, i'm the one that's the baby in the family you know i'm the one that i've, I've got a grain of sand in my shoes i'm i'm laundering my socks and...
2: oh. <laughs> oh, God. so it's yeah. gonna be really hard for you but she's tough huh good you,
0: you throw her a pillow she'll sleep on the concrete floor yeah oh. she just doesn't care those are
1: great people to have yes that's right wow, wow. yeah that's that's the story well we want to thank you very much for your time and certainly We hope that everything goes well for you here.
0: We appreciate that. You know, life isn't a straight line, is it?
1: No, it's not. And I've always said that whenever the road gets smooth, I start looking over my shoulder, Tim.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and I've always said you don't have to look very far to see somebody that has it worse than you do. Yeah, you're right. You're
1: absolutely right.
2: Well, thank you so much. So Sure,
0: my pleasure. Our good
1: friend, Tim Apel from Florida. And we appreciate Tim taking the time and sharing that story with us.
2: Oh, we sure do.
1: And we appreciate you following us, Rocking the RV Life on Instagram, rockingthervlife.com. You can follow me, Jeff Kinsbach, on Instagram and also on Facebook.
2: And we love having you along for the ride.
0: It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Hear more of their adventures on the road with our next episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and tell your friends.